Hey, what's going on, Abdullah? How are you doing, man? Doing pretty well, Lorenzo. How are you doing yourself? Doing great. So welcome, everybody, to the NFL show on the Loro Antonio Sports Talk podcast. I'm your host, Loro Antonio. A few things to cover today in the NFL show. So with that being said, let's get right to it. Abdullah, welcome to the show. So let's walk, let's talk about our reaction to Demarcus Lawrence contract extension with the Dallas Cowboys. So what were your overall thoughts on the Demarcus Lawrence extension? We knew it was going to happen. We talked on Friday about it, but here we are today talking about that the extension was already signed. Well, he's definitely he proved that he's worth a contract extension because they franchise tied them last year after coming off what was his career year and up and up until that point um he really hadn't had that breakout year so really the reason that the Cowboys franchise tagged him was they kind of wanted to sign him to a one year deal so that's why they franchise tagged him and then he came back this season and had similar production to the, to the year before so he kind of proved to them that yeah he's definitely one of the best in the league and he's worth a long-term contract I think the Cowboys made the right decision extending him. You can never have enough pass rushers in, in the NFL. And if you can certainly have an elite pass rusher on your team, then you definitely need to take care of those guys. Oh, absolutely. You are right about that there. So now that being said, let's get off-season outlooks already. And let's talk about the Falcons and Saints. So let's start with the Saints first. So the question for the day about the Saints is, do you think Drew Brees will finally have an MVP award in his resume, because you already know he has a Super Bowl MVP. I feel like that this is the year that Drew Brees finally wins the NFL MVP award, just so that he adds this to his uh, legacy. I mean, it's certainly possible. I just think that he he's not going to have as good of a year as he did last year, just because he's a year older. He... To me, I, just, I don't – his arm strength has taken a little bit of a hit. Like, you've looked at their offense last year, the way the Saints played. They ran the football a lot, and they didn't really throw the ball down the field that much. A lot of the throws were short and intermediate throws. So, it's going to be interesting to see um, if Drew B- – I mean, he's still going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Don't get me wrong. It's just, as far as being an MVP candidate, I don't think – I don't think that he'll be. I don't think he'll win the award. So um, it'll be interesting to see, though, um, just because I think he's going to take a, a slight step back, and I think that's going to affect his his uh, his ability to win the MVP. Yeah, we'll see about that. That's for sure. So now that being said, um, let's talk about let's talk about our team needs for the Saints. I think they need another tight end to go with. Jared Cook. I see them drafting Irv Smith in the set. Irv Smith Jr. in the second round. My breakout players for the Saints this year is uh, is Sheldon Rankins on defense and on offense, Alvin Kamara. Okay, um, so for me, uh, I'm probably gonna, my biggest need for them is center. Uh, Max Unger retiring leaves a huge hole for them at that position. They're most likely going to address that uh, during the draft, uh, probably with their second round pick. Um, but um, as far as breakout players, I'm probably going to go with. Traquan Smith, the wide receiver. I think they drafted at UCF. He's one of their later round picks. Um, and defensively, it's it's kind of interesting because uh, I'm I'm gonna say I'll go with Eli Apple. Why not? Absolutely, there. You're right about that. So now that being said, 
let's talk about the Falcons now. So uh, my question for you about the Falcons is, do you th- is Matt Ryan going to bounce back big time in 2019? I think he will. Um, Matt Ryan's always been sort of an every other year quarterback. Like every time he's had a bad year, he's come back the following year and bounced back. I believe they brought back Dirk Cutter as the offensive coordinator. So there's some history there. He's worked with Matt Ryan before. So he definitely knows his tendencies and what what are his strengths. So that's definitely a plus for Matt Ryan. Um, the problem with the Falcons last year is really just injuries. Um, a lot of their key players got hurt. You had like Keanu Neal get hurt the first game of the year. Deion Jones got hurt and missed a lot of time as well. So they lost some key contributors on their team last year. Um, I honestly, I really think if everyone stays healthy, the Falcons have one of the best rosters in the NFL. I mean, they did lose some some players on the offensive line, so that's something that they would like to most likely like to address in the draft. But I really like their team. If they can find a consistent edge rusher and you know, maybe address some holes on the defensive side of the ball, I think the offensive side of the ball is is fine. They don't really have many holes on that on that side of the football. So I, I def, to answer the question, I think Matt Ryan will definitely have a bounce back here. Oh, absolutely. You're right about that. So now for the Falcons, what they need is they need to address a center and an edge rusher for, for, for their team. So my breakout players for the Falcons this year on offense, it's uh, uh, Calvin Ridley and on defense, Vic Beasley, uh, Ricardo Allen and Keanu Neal. So for me on offense, I'd probably Edo Smith. Um, he's the backup running back. He's going to be the guy that's going to replace Telvin Coleman, uh, Tevin Coleman, excuse me. So he's going to get a lot more touches this year. Um, they utilized him a lot last year as well uh, when Devontae Freeman got hurt. So gained that little bit of experience is going to help him out this year and when he's trying to take the next step. It's going to be interesting. Um, I'm probably – you can go with a couple players. I would say maybe Isaiah Oliver. He's a corner, he, he's a corner they drafted last year. Um, struggled a little bit as a rookie, but I think this year he's going to be put in a position with the with the departure of Brian Poole. I think he's going to be in a position where he has to step up, and I think he's going to be up to the task. Um, I guess another guy that you can throw out there is a guy like Tack McKinley, an edge rusher they drafted out of UCLA a couple of years ago in the first round. I think he's probably going to have a breakout year, but we'll see. It'll be it'll be very interesting to watch. Absolutely. So. I predict the Saints will be the top offensive team in the league. Along, I think the Falcons will be top ten offense, and on defense, I think the Saints and Falcons will end up in the top ten in, in both defensive categories. I mean, it'll be interesting. Um, my prediction for the best offense. I mean, it's it's kind of early to tell, but I'm going to go with the Browns. I think the Browns are going to have the best offense in the league. Now, obviously, just because they'll, they'll have the best offense, you know, doesn't mean they're going to be the best team. But I just think statistically they have a pretty good chance of being the best offense. Oh, absolutely. So now that being said, now let's talk about our top five wide receivers heading into the 2019 season. So for my list, I have AB number one, OBJ number two, Julio Jones number three, AJ Green number four, and DeAndre Hopkins number five. So for me, I mean, I guess you can say, you know, I'm sort of prisoner of the moment, but I'm going to go with DeAndre Hopkins, the best receiver in the NFL, just going off last year. He didn't have a single drop pass last year, a single drop pass. So to me, that's remarkable. That to me is very, very important. So he had, he didn't have a single drop pass. And 
I want to say he, I think he was like top three in receptions as well. But um, yeah, I have him number one. I'd probably go with. It's tough, but I'd probably go with Julio Jones number two. I'd go with Antonio Brown third, Michael Thomas fourth, and then I'll put Odell Beckham fifth. Oh, that's that's a good list right there for sure. So now. From what I've seen, I think Josh Rosen will end up being traded to the Redskins according to what Peter Keen's uh, rankings of which destinations he'll end up with. And also, I want to get your take on uh, the report that said that Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers' relationship took to a different halt because I heard that he went to, t- to he he went to uh, get massages during team meetings, and that report was false. Well, the thing is, my understanding is, I guess, sort of like. The main issue or sort of the main, I guess, issue with their relationship was the fact that Aaron Rodgers never re- – well, there are two things. The offense that Mike McCarthy ran was very bland and, for lack of a better term, simplistic. There wasn't really much creativity behind it. A lot of it was just, like, very basic and – after a while, like, not only, like, did the players feel they weren't getting challenged, but it was one of those where it was, like, after a while, like, other teams were just kind of figuring it out. So it was just getting to a point where it was, like, eventually it's, like, you got to change things up. You got to be a little bit more innovative. And he wasn't really doing that. Now, as far as, like, another thing was I think Aaron Rodgers never really he, – he always held – even though this wasn't really Mike McCarthy's fault, but I can understand why Rodgers – I guess kind of held this against him. He 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 didn't like the fact that because remember Mike McCarthy was on the 49ers coaching staff in 2005. So and that was the year that they drafted Alex Smith number one overall. And I guess Aaron Rodgers never never got over that. He never he he sort of he blamed McCarthy for that as well. So that was one of the things I guess that affected their relationship. I mean, really, at this point, I, I think the whole situation is, is being a little bit overblown. I mean, yeah, there was tension there for sure. But part of the reason why, like, the Bears have success in recent years is, is their defense hasn't played as well and hasn't been as good as they were the year, the, the year they won the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl, it just wasn't as good. So, granted, there were issues on offense as well, but there, there were more – more things going on than just, you know, the rift between McCarthy and Rodgers. Absolutely. So my final NFL thought today is that I think Josh Rosen will end up being traded prior to the draft. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that can certainly happen. You know, I was, so I was doing some research about that, and, and maybe I'm wrong, but my understanding is, and I'm sure this isn't the only reason the Cardinals are trying to keep him. I think the main reason is they just, they're just probably <laughs> looking for a better deal. Because the reports are that there are multiple teams who offered them a second-round pick, one of them being, I believe, the Giants. And the Cardinals are looking to get a first-round pick for Josh Rosen if they can. Um, I think the longer they wait, the less likely they are to get a first-round pick. But I think part of it was one of the reasons they're holding on to him is because if he's on the roster after June 1st, then his cap hit isn't as high if they were to trade him. If anything, I think they would save a million dollars or they would gain a million dollars in cap space if, I, if I'm understanding it correctly. So that could be one reason. But I think mainly it's just they're looking for the best offer or a better offer than what's out there. But I think long term, they, they need to trade him. 
in my opinion, they need to train him. And I was just reading right now. I, I think, um, um, like camps opened up for teams that um that hired a new head coach, and I just read that the first person in the building for the Cardinals was actually Josh Rosen. So he he looks it looks like he's not being really affected by the rumors. Like he's still doing what he's got to do to prepare for the season. But it'll be interesting to 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 sort of monitor that whole situation going forward. Absolutely. So with that being said, you have a good day, have a good week, and we'll talk next week. For sure, Lorenzo. Thank you. Have a good day.